message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Father, I thank you for, the, for this time. I thank you for your word. It is spirit and it's life. The prophet said, your words, I found your word. I ate it and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Lord, I pray that your word will be our joy and rejoicing. God, that your word will give us the inheritance in it. There is an inheritance in your word. We receive it this morning in the name of Jesus. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Lord, I thank you because you are perfecting what concerns us as your children in this country. You are perfecting our country. You are helping our country. Lord, I pray that you speak to us this morning and let your name be glorified. Father, please meet everybody at the point of their need. That person in Enugu, that person in Yenegua, that person in Ota, that person in Brindinkebi that is going through something all over the country. They are seated and listening now. They came to you, they didn't come to man. And you are all powerful and all present. You are omnipresent, you are everywhere. Lord, please touch everybody at the point of their need in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make our families happy families, Lord. Because that our families will not be fighting places or malice or bitter places. Make our homes sweet, oh God. Make our homes a place we rush to go to. We are looking forward to going to in the name of Jesus. Father, turn a husband's heart and make it a better heart. Turn a woman's heart and make her a better heart. Father, cause that children and parents will be happy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your kingdom come in our homes and let your will be done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. I'm going to read, I'm going to read from verse 28. It says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no light, who have no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Is that what your Bible says? Yes. Let somebody who believes that shout amen. amen. They shall walk, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three, and I'm going to read just two verses. Verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Those are very comforting words. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not, they shall run and walk and not faint. Because God renews their strength. So in the last two weeks, we have looked into two important things we must do so that the things we need will follow us and be added to us. We said, number one, make loving God your priority. Make loving God your priority. You should love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your power. With all your power, especially young people. Love God with all your strength. Loving God should be our portion and our pursuit every day. 
that our minds should be full of God. We should be mindful of God in the way he is mindful of us. If we do that, the things we need will be added to us. The Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. Have you seen that before in the word? Praise the Lord. The second thing we said was, whatever he tells you to do, everybody, whatever he tells you to do, obey him completely. Obey him promptly and obey him joyfully. Whatever he tells you to do in the written word, whatever he tells you in the word that is being preached, whatever he tells you to do in the voice of the Holy Spirit inside you, do it. As you are sitting here, somebody, God has already told you, give the person sitting to your right hand 5,000 naira. And you're wondering, is it God? Is it not God? Eh, what if he refuses and all? That's not your business. Just obey. Obey in the simplest things. Obey in the simplest things. And it will shock you what will happen to you. Somebody, the voice of the Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit say, tell your husband I'm sorry. And he say, but he's the one who offended me. I'm tired of saying, why is it always me? No, Abraham didn't do that. Anything God told Abraham, he did. Even if it was stupid. For somebody, you need to call your friend and say, you know what, I was really wrong. Don't say, if I was wrong. Say, I was really wrong. <laughs> you were wrong now. The thing was bad now. It, it is spoiled your relationship. So don't stand there and be saying, if I was wrong, I'm sorry. And you know, I didn't mean it now. That's not an apology. The Holy Spirit is going to be saying things to us this year. He's going to be speaking continually. So how do you know it's the Holy Spirit? when it's a good thing. Don't greet her. That is the devil. Don't talk to him today. Show him Pepe. Let him know that you are, the, you are the boss. I will show them today. That is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The only thing you are permitted to show anybody is the love of God. Mm -hmm. A good place to clap. Yeah. The only thing you are permitted to show somebody, I will show you today. Then I send you 100,000 Naira. That is a good show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will show you. You will know who I am today. Then I come to your house with a, a bag of rice, a, some beans, some yam, and all offload it. I say, I just wanted to show you. N not I will show you pepper. Amen. And if there is any pepper you are going to show somebody, let it be the pepper of love. Come on. Say the pepper of love. As it is. Pepper them, it is sweet them, and it is sweet me. So it's the written word of God, it's the preached word, and it's the voice of the Holy Spirit in you. Amen? Amen. So today we'll be, we'll be looking for, to the third thing, looking at the third thing. You know, I told you I'm doing a, a, a mini series of three parts. And it is, this is what, what did I title it? Today, the third thing you must do for those things to follow you is to make seeking God your weapon. You know that it, we, we do our devotions, we pray and all, but we don't see it as a weapon. Today, I want us to start seeing, seeking God as a weapon, as a weapon to fight the devil, as a weapon against the fiery darts of the enemy. Seek God as a weapon. That this year, you will be deliberate and intentional in seeking God. Somebody say amen. amen. And by that, I mean that you must spend time in the presence of God on a daily basis. That when you spend time with God on a daily basis, you build your relationship with him. You get to know him and you get to be closer to him. You get to get instructions and directions from him when you spend time in his presence. And in his presence, all your problems will be solved. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, one of the things I discovered as I was doing this message, you know, as you, I sit down there and I'm praying and writing, things just are dropped in my spirit. Like in his presence, there is fullness of joy. You can never leave God's presence sad. You can never. It's not possible. Even if the prayer was not flowing, even if the worship was not flowing, even if the Bible study was scattered, you leave that place better than you came. Because in, the, in his presence is fullness of joy. His joy is so full that by the time you just kneel down, joy begins to come upon you. See, by the time you just conquer the urge not to pray or not to do your devotion, just, not, just conquering it and taking your Bible, you already feel victory. Who knows what I'm talking about? 
Hallelujah. So God is so powerful. God is so full. God is so full that every time you go to his presence, you don't live empty. Like Sister Nana said, you never live empty. Let me throw a joke to house people. Yesterday I was speaking to somebody and I said to him, empty. <laughs> I laugh so hard. So, how in Hausa, I will translate it literally. How is going and bringing? That's how it is. Kai, taking and bringing. Kai de kawa. But in, if I'll say it well, it's how it's going and coming. So he said, they are taking, but they are coming back empty. Okay, see, you didn't laugh. That was really funny. Okay, so in his presence, there is always joy. If you are not waiting on the Lord, you are denying and depriving yourself of joy. Because every time you finish devotions and praying and confessing and singing and all, you come out more powerful than you went. You come out with more joy. You come out with more peace. Somebody say amen. amen. So in his presence, you are because in his presence, you are completely surrendered to his will and you lean on him. So Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. That is a promise. In the presence of God is rest. In the presence of God is rest. So if you are carrying any burdens this year, it's because you are not going to his presence, or you are not going every day. You are not going every day. I will all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you the rest. So in the presence of God, we find rest for our souls. In his presence, the Holy Spirit helps us to worship. You know, when you are in the presence of God, your singing is not to impress anybody. You are not listening to anybody. You are not looking at anybody. It's just between you and God. So all, all, all pretenses and hypocrisy and anything is gone. Nobody is judging you. Nobody is saying your voice is not good and all. We, every, all of us, our voices are good to God because he's the one who created the voice. You may be singing like this when the road is like this. What God is saying, I like it. It just makes him laugh. Some of our singing just makes God laugh. See that, see that one? Can somebody tell her to keep quiet? <laughs> but she's, she is the one that never keeps quiet. She sings all the time. God loves it. So in his presence, the Holy Spirit helps us to worship him. It helps us to bear our minds and be transparent with, before him with no pressures and no need to impress anyone. In his presence, the Holy Spirit helps us to read the Bible and understand it. He explains the meaning of the word to us. He gives us revelations, words that leap out of scriptures and resonate with our spirit or situation. And we're able, this, that word is called the rema. When the word comes alive to you, you say, wow, I never saw it like that before. And it just speaks to that thing you're going to. That happens in the presence of the Lord. I remember in those days, I was looking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I had gone everywhere. And then I began to speak something. Something. Every time I would try to play, it would be... And it didn't sound right. And I'll never forget, I went to a conference and I was sitting by the window. And my Bible just fell open to First John chapter 2, verse 27. It said, don't worry because the anointing that you have is already in you. That settled baptism of the Holy Spirit for me. I never, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. Imagine going through that struggle and that scripture, but the same anointing teaches you concerning all things that and is true and it's not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So I continue my I'm like, what is this? Hallelujah. And then it be, like children, does that know how children start speaking? And they will be swearing and, and then that mama, does that know how children learn how to speak? And then they begin to form words. And that's how I develop. To where now I can decide to pray, Leku Sheke Brendeke Lisko Marahandi Klikiantoloza. Engre Ningu Blikafa Likos Kaliando Lobonse. He started from See, I just, I just encourage somebody today to just continue to pray in that tongue. 
because the anointing is already there. Somebody clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So that happens in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He, he, he reveals the word to you. He gives us weapons of warfare in the presence of God. Sometimes he will just quicken a word to you. In the presence of the Holy Spirit or in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit solves our problems and gives us peace. He calms our fears and gives us practical things to do so that we'll solve that problem. It, has it happened to you before? As you pray, you'll just hear an answer. Do this, do that. It happens in the presence of God. In the presence of God, we build our faith and confidence as we receive his love and assurance of his presence. So as we get the assurance, it builds our faith. In the presence of God, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray in our understanding, and he helps us to, and he guides us to pray in tongues too. So sometimes, some of us who have prayed in tongues for years, it's so difficult to pray in our understanding. So I have to be picking my sentences and wait for the Holy Spirit to give me the next words. I, I, I find it very, very difficult to pray in English, to be honest. But the Holy Spirit helps even with that. So he helps us with our prayers. And when we can't pray, he groans for us. He prays for us. Have you seen that in your Bible? For we do not know how we should pray for like we ought to, but the Holy Spirit bears witness. As we intensify prayers in the Spirit, answers begin to come to us in our minds. I need to teach you this because you need to know. Because sometimes you feel like, I'm not hearing God. See, as you are praying in tongues, you'll be hearing things coming. Because you're, when you're praying in tongues, your spirit is praying, but your mind is disconnected. And so your mind will be thinking. And... This is exactly how God leads me. I'll be praying, praying, praying. And Pastor Ina too, we used to do the same. Because so when we are praying, we will have a notebook there. Because as you are praying, you will hear, okay, you need to send that money today or else you'll be late. So you write it down. That was the Holy Spirit. And you'll be praying, and then the girl's face will be coming, coming, coming. No, I bind it. It will come in. That is your wife. Just mark it. Okay. You'll be praying, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. Don't jackpa. Say, I bind you, Satan, I bind you. Don't jackpa. That is the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing? Do you, are you understanding how the Holy Spirit leads you? Amen. Okay. So he speaks to us and speaks to our minds when we pray. The Holy Spirit, you remember the... the um, um, Pastor Wilson's testimony about wearing a suit to pray, to preach. And as he was going to the American embassy and he was removing the cloth, the, the Holy Spirit told him, keep this thing. You will wear it to your interview. And he's like, why? Why should I wear it? And then as he goes for the interview in the, at the American embassy, the guy who interviewed him happened to be in church that day. That doesn't come to church, a white guy that doesn't come to church. And he said, I know you. You are the one, the guy that preached. How did he know by that outfit? So you have to learn to listen to the mundane things, the things that don't seem to make sense because that is God. He speaks in a still small voice. Whereas we'll be waiting for a prophet to come from somewhere. Mm -mm, it will just be that voice. Say you're sorry. Because as you say that you're sorry, God has already dispatched an angel with what you're praying for. So you say, I'm sorry, and the thing happens. Say, ah, God, see this happened. What? It just happened. It was because you obeyed. So you obey in little, little things and in big, big things. Amen? So when you wait on God, you are saying to God, I cannot do it by myself. I need your help. So in the presence of God, you relinquish all control. And just say, Father, let your kingdom come and let your will be done in my life. Somebody say amen. amen. So in his presence, your, your strength is renewed. You feel fresh and clean. You are encouraged and confident. Your mind is renewed and clearer, and you are sure to hear God during the day. So it's extremely important to pray in the morning and wait on the Lord, because during the day, because you already prayed and you gave him permission to do and say anything in your life, things will just be happening. He will just be giving you directions. I'm saying that your devotion is a weapon. It is not a routine. It is not just, just ticking the register. It is, it is a time to be prepared for the day. Hallelujah. Amen. You did your devotion, you, you, you confess, I have the victory, blah, blah, blah. And defeat wants to come and say, no, 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 I took care of you in the morning. I cannot be defeated. This may be a temporary setback, but I will overcome. Because you already set the, the tone, the pace, the tone of the day in the morning. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. 
The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So in, in, in your devotion is a time of renewing of your strength. It's a time of renewing your strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Eagles, when they mount up, they are strong. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Where we read in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. I now understand how people can still be doing exploits after being in ministry for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, and 70 years. It's because they are staying in the presence of God. They are seeking him. They are still kneeling down. Daddy Gio is still fasting and praying. This year, Redeem is fasting for 50 days. And Daddy will fast with them at the age of 80. He's going to be 81 this year. Now I understand why. It's because they keep renewing their strength in the presence of God. They keep renewing their faith in the presence of God. They keep kneeling down and praying in the presence of God. I believe Professor Lambo and his wife, they do the same too. He has a routine. They wake up around three or four. He does his exercise. He reads his Bible and all of that. And he is still churning out books at this age. The Bible says even at old age, you will still be bearing fruit. Why? Because you are in his presence. As long as you stay in the presence of God, you will never be useless. You will always be useful and fruitful. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. That excites me. That is, some days I feel so tired and you know, I just kneel down and pray and I'm ready to go again. People will say, Pastor, I don't know how you're doing it. That is the only way I'm doing it. I pray in the morning. I really pray. I wait on the Lord. I read my Bible. I encourage myself and I come out and face the day. And so I will still like, uh, what is the name of that battery? What? The one that does not die. No matter. Do Russell. It doesn't die. It will stand up again and continue the journey. That is how I will be. Now I know that at the age of 80, I will still be preaching. I know that now. So as young men, people like Daddy Gio and Oedeko were flying. At the age of 19, Bishop Oedeko went to a village and saw many, many mosques. He wasn't even a believer like, like that. And he said, why is there no church here? And they, 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 there's no church. He said, I will build one. And in 19 days or so, he built a church. It was a little, not whatever, but it was a church. That, was a, that is flying as a child. That is flying. And you know, as a young child, you do things, you fly. Oh, God. You need to have seen us when we were, when we were younger, when I was young. I used to could trek like from here to Karu, literally. And Jureji from, from, from town, Constitution Road to area quarters. I remember one day I was walking. I was singing. I didn't have transfer money. I was singing and just having a good time and walking home. I don't know what happened to my money that day because normally I'll count my change before I go. But I, it didn't work. So I had to trek from like here to through that karu. See? karuba. As I'm walking, Uncle Bosan came and flew past. Vroom! I saw BO1414M. There was no phone, and he was going home. So he passed me by the station roundabout and went home. And I came home one hour later. But that was, our, and the next day I went for Bible study again. So my young, your young age is to follow God. That's what the Bible says. So uh, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not. They shall run and not be weary. In their middle ages, they run. Now they are walking. Now they are walking. Their bodies may be tired, but their spirit is strong. And that is what happens when you stay in the presence of God. And I pray for you that this year, you will be bearing fruit according to your age in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. This year I say refuse to rely on yourself. Refuse to lean or rely on your wisdom or your understanding on your connection or position. Don't stand up and do anything because you have the money. Please, don't just stand up and book a ticket. Just buy a ticket. I'm going to London. I'm going. To... No, it's not your money. It's God's money. Don't do things because you can do them. You need to be intentional in asking, Father, is this what you want me to do? Should I do this? I have this money, but what do you want me to do with it? Father, do you want me to go here? And I'll give you an example with David. That although David was a man of war, yet he never went to war without asking God. He never went, never went anywhere without asking God. Turn, open for me some, um, 2 Samuel chapter 5. 
Second Samuel chapter 5, I'm going to read verse 17. It says, now, when the Philistines had heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all Philistines went to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Raphaim. So David inquired of the Lord. So David inquired of the Lord. See, the guys come up against you. What is your natural instinct? What is your natural instinct? Attack. But although they are there, David still goes to God, says, should I go? Should I fight them? I'm saying to you that even if the thing looks like a no-brainer, for a child of God, there is no no-brainer. Everything must be under the permission of the Holy Spirit, that you must ask God. So David asked in verse, inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Can you imagine the confidence you will have? When God makes this kind of commitment to you, I will doubtless help you. I will doubtless heal you. I will doubtless give you a child. I will doubtless change your job. Why? Because you ask. If you don't ask, you won't hear. You won't know. So you go, he went out in confidence. And his verses, okay. So David went, verse 20. So David went to Baal Parazim. And David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he called the name of the place Baal Perazim. So I want you to know that whenever you wait upon the Lord, he will give you victory. And that you never, this year, don't just do anything because you can do it. Don't do anything because you calculated and you saw that it was okay. I hear words these days as pragmatic, as real, realist, as no-brainer, as um, that's nothing. No, for a child of God, everything must be scrutiny, must be subjected to prayer. Inquire of the Lord. Even if you have the money to buy the thing, please. Because God may need you to use, for you to use that money for somebody else or for something else. So you don't just blow it. I'm talking to people who seek the Lord. People who make seeking the Lord a weapon. Somebody say amen. So David did not lean on his experience or his skills. He went to God. And if you get your victory by asking the Lord, when the victory comes, it will be easy to give God the glory because you know you had to ask of help from him. Somebody say amen. amen. Some, well, 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I'm reading a few verses there. Verse 1. Now it happened when David and his um, men came to Ziklag. They had gone to fight with, the, uh, with um, the Philistines and they said, no, David cannot fight. So they sent them back. So they came back home now. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and, and attacked Ziklag and burnt it with fire and had taken captives the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burnt with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the, Je the, Jezreel, the Je Jezreelites, Lightes, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. See what happens when you are greatly distressed. See what happens when you, what you should do when you are greatly di distressed. Now David was greatly distressed for the people, for the people sto uh, spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man from, for his son and daughters, but David strengthened himself in his in his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord. So the first thing he did was to strengthen himself in the Lord. And then he asked for the ephod. That was what the, it was a piece of cloth they, they used in those days to seek whatever divination from God, for God to speak to them. So David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Now, how many of you know that David did not need to ask God? 
He didn't need to because he had strength. He had skills and he, he knew every strategy of war. David was not the man to look for God, to, to, to ask for anything because he could do it by himself. But because he knew the power of seeking God, verse 8, so David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue for you will surely. I like the way that every time God asked David, God did, did it with certainty. For surely I will doubtless deliver you. This time he says to him, uh, what did he say? Pursue. For it's not pursue. <laughs> that is the English we used to speak when we were children. Pursue. I go pursue you and I go show you paper. No pursue. It's pursue. There's no H there. <laughs> okay, so let's say it together. So, yes, yeah, so David inquired of us, hey, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue. For you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say to somebody this year, you will surely overcome. You will surely break through. You will surely break through. You will surely be better than you started. You will surely be better than you started. You will be a sign and wonder in the name of Jesus. Now look at verse 17. Verse 17, then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped, except for 400 men who, were, who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered how many? How many did he recover? All that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking. Somebody say, I will not lack anything this year. <laughs> nothing of theirs was lacking either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from him. David did what? David did what? I want you to know that it's possible to succeed on all counts. It's possible for you to have everything you have written on your list. It's possible for you to be that person you have dreamed of being. But the answer is in what? In seeking God. Seeking God is a weapon. Seeking God is a weapon. If you seek God, he will tell you what to do. You know, I, I, when, when we started church in those days, I used to just stand up and say something in church. Or I will do something without telling Pastor Ina. And one day my husband, you know what he said to me? He said, honey, if you tell me what you want to do, I will help you. Just tell me what you want to do. I'm not against you. Don't go there. So he said to me, tell me. And you know what? When I would want to give somebody 10,000 naira, and if I asked Pastor Ina before, he would say, give them 20. So whatever I wanted to do, my husband made me do two times two. He just gave me more confidence. So sometimes we're afraid of asking God because we think he will take away what we want. God is not a wicked father. He is a good God. He is a good God. He is a kind God. He is a merciful father. He, and he gives exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. You are clap better than you are clapping unto the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. This year, plan to seek God on every project, every problem, every challenge, every situation. Don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on your calculations. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is what? Trouble, destruction. So before you japa, do what David did. Go before the Lord and get a definite answer. Because see, when you ask God, he will say, go and I will definitely be with you. Go and most certainly I will care for you. Go and you will truly, I am behind you. Versus just sneaking and going, whether you know or not, you are just happy to land in London. And then you, your life, begins. another level of trouble you have never seen begins. Amen. So before you do anything this year, somebody pray and ask the Lord. Amen. The reason why Isaac sowed in the land of famine and reaped a hundredfold was because God was with him. God had directed him. God had told him, don't go anywhere, stay here. See, when God tells you the thing, you are more confident. If I promise you anything on this campus, how many of you know it, it is done? Because I have the power on this campus. Now, outside of this campus, so I, me too, I need help. <laughs> but even on this campus, I, I, I need help too. But I have some powers. So if I tell you, don't worry, I'll take care of it, you'll just go home. The same thing with God. 
So when God said to David, don't move, I'll help you, it was because he had the power to help him. God had the power to make crops grow in farming. God had, the, even if rain didn't fall, God could make anything happen. God can cause plants to grow on rocks because he's God. He is God. God can make the impossible happen. And that is what the Bible says, for with him, nothing shall be impossible. So that thing you are believing God for is not impossible. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. We shall see a new Nigeria. Say amen. amen. I knew you would say amen very well on that one. If God has spoken it to you, go. But if he has not spoken to you, stay put. He said to Isaac, stay in the land and I'll bless you there. I like what Pastor Chris said on Tuesday. He said, the blessing is not on the land, it's on you. The blessing is not in America. The blessing is not in Johannesburg. It's not in London. It's, in, it's on you. Did you hear that? That the blessing is on you. And so you cannot, you cannot quench, you cannot stop, you cannot deter, you cannot defeat a blessed man. Is anybody blessed in this place? Is there any blessed person here? Clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct you. What you need this year is for God to be with you. Psalm 34 verse 10, the young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord, what shall happen to them? They shall not lack any good thing. That's the word of God. Those who seek the Lord. Those who seek the Lord. They shall not lack the Mercedes Benz. They shall not lack the wife. They shall not lack the child. They shall not lack the land. They shall not lack the peace. They shall not lack the good marriage. If you seek God in your marriage, God will turn it around. Because he will tell you exactly what to do. Because with him there is nothing that is impossible. Say amen. amen. So hear the word of the Lord to you. If you seek me, you will not lack any good thing. How many of you have some good things you are believing God for? What is the answer? End of discussion. <laughs> Hannah lacked children. She intentionally sought God and never stopped seeking him until she found a child. I want to read a story that intrigues me all the time. Genesis chapter 25. Genesis chapter 25. I always like to read that story or that incident. Genesis chapter 25, and I'm looking at verse 20. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of, of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Now, Isaac pleaded with the, with the Lord for his wife. However, in Nigeria, it is women who are always seeking for the fruit of the womb. And the man is all over the place just going and minding his business. Now, there are a few men who help the women. I want to challenge every woman, every man that your wife's problem is your problem. Your children's problem is your problem. All of our children, our problems in the house are yours, the man. That is the part. And you know what? If you go to God, he will help you solve them all. So Isaac went on behalf of Rebecca and pleaded for her to have a child. Because she was barren, and the Lord did what? Granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. This is where I was going. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, if all is well, why am I like this? Is that not somebody's question here today? If, if all is well, if all they are preaching is well, why am I broke? Why am I sad? Why am I not here? Why am I not progressing? Why? 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 All over the place. If God, if these things are true, how come it looks like I'm the only one that is not being blessed? People will come and testify. Why can't I testify? What is wrong with me? Why? But you're asking the question in the wrong place. So what did she do? So she went to inquire of the Lord. I like this every time I read it. So she went and inquired of the Lord. She didn't start going to prayer houses. She didn't start going to men of God looking for the person that is preaching the hottest things. And what surprises me with you all is that you keep going and your problems are not solved. But, and you just keep going and giving them their money. You are making them rich. 
They are very rich. Because when, you, when they pray for you, you'll drop an offering, $1,000, $3,000. You're making them rich. But the problem is not solved. Because the problem is not with any man. The problem is with God. You are going to the wrong place. And if you go to God, he will answer you. There is no way worthy will come to me on anything in this world that I will not answer him. Because he does not have another mother or a father. I am the only parent he has. So it is my responsibility to answer him. Well, they can never enter my room and ask for anything and I keep quiet. I may not give him what he wants at that time, but I will definitely answer him. So she went. So she went to inquire of the Lord, verse 23. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. So the problem that you may be going through may be a thing bigger than what you are asking for. The thing that is worrying you, maybe because God is preparing for something large. You need to stop and ask, God, why, why is this thing not going away? It's because something greater than what you are praying for, believing God for, is more than children. It's nations. You are looking for children. God is looking for nations. You are thinking about only you, and God is thinking of a whole community. I don't know what you are trusting God for. I don't know what you are going through, but there is something bigger in that trouble. He said two nations, two peoples are, are, are in your stomach. One people shall be greater. That, see God, you ask, it tells you details. He says, see, one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. What if she had not asked? You are the way you are because you have not put pressure on God. You have asked, but you are not still enough. You have asked, but you have not waited for the answer. Because there is nobody that will ask God a question and he won't answer him. Two nations, verse 24. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth. Now, how many of you knew, know that after that answer, no matter what the children are doing, she will say, oh, when you people tired, I'm going to go rest now. I'm going to go wait. One day, I'm going to go stop this. Because every trouble has an end. Everything that begins has an end. Nothing, no, trouble will not always be forever. Sickness will not always be forever. Poverty will not always be forever. Trouble will not always last. We have a God that is ever increasing. Whatever you go through, he will make you come through. Hallelujah. Indeed, there were twins in her womb, verse 25. And the first came out, blah, blah, blah. You know the rest of the story. I have made the point. The fact that this thing was worrying her and she went to God. Some of you, this thing is worrying you. You have spent all your money. You have done everything except the most important thing, to stay in the presence of God. And God solved it for her. So let me say something to you, that whatever you are looking for is in the presence of God. No good thing will he withhold to anybody. Psalm 86, verse 11b. Seek God, listen to the Holy Spirit's instructions, and follow. If he doesn't speak, stay put. If he speaks, pick and run. Amen? The key is to hear from God and to obey. Obey promptly, completely, and joyfully. The Bible says it is with joy will you draw waters from the wells of salvation. With joy. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Uzziah, verse 3, Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jecoliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, what Yakubu preached yesterday. What you do as a parent, your, child will, your children will follow. Every action is a demonstration. It's, you are telling your children, this is how to behave. So when you slap or beat their mother, you are telling them, this is how to behave. When you bring things that you cannot explain. Your job, your salary is, is uh, 300,000, but you, you, are, you are living in a 500 million naira house. You are telling your children, the more you see, the less you understand. So when you grow up, that is how you should be. Amen? So how his father did was how he was doing. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding the visions of God. Read the next line. Everybody, I want everybody to read it. Say it again. So personalize it. Say it again. 
Say it again. Who is responsible for your prosperity? Who is responsible for that thing you need? It's not God, it's you. If you seek him, follow the instructions. Abraham listened to God and followed every instruction carefully, and God prospered him beyond description, gave him children, wealth, servants, influence, honor, favor, and so on. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all men of the altar. They were always seeking God, and they kept seeking God till the end, and God kept keeping his promise. Mark chapter 1, Brother Chris said it on, on, on Tuesday or Monday, as Jesus sought God, all the people sought him. And the same will happen to you this year. That as you see God, all the things you need will be looking for you. In the name of Jesus. I can't even begin to share with you some of the things that have started happening this year. Before I pray. I am still dazed at some of the things. I'm telling you. But because as you see God, in this prayer and fasting, don't let it pass you. Don't let it pass you. Press in. Press in. And let God answer you. So, go through the Bible. No good thing has he withheld from anyone who sought him. Not one person. So I speak over you and I say, as you seek God, you will not lack for any good thing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus says the Lord, Isaiah chapter 48 verse 17. I am the Lord your God who does what? Who teaches you to profit? Who leads you by the way you should go? Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Only one person is clapping. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. 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 He will not withhold any good thing. So I pray for you this year that as you wait on God and walk with him, you will walk in his light. You will walk in light. You will not walk in darkness or dryness. You will not walk in darkness or dryness in the name of Jesus. You will not walk in confusion. You will not do guesswork. You will know what to do. And you will do it obediently in the name of Jesus Christ. I say you will not walk in darkness. There will be nothing confusing or confusion in your life in the name of Jesus. This year, come 20, come December 2023, a new you will emerge. A God loving you, a God loving you, a God pursuing you, a God obedient, obedient in everything in the name of Jesus. This year you will learn to hear the voice of the Spirit. And you will know how to answer, you will discern it. You will know the voice of the Spirit. And you will have the grace to do what he tells you to do. In the name of Jesus. At the end of this year, you will not walk in confusion. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. A new you is emerging. A new you is coming forth. A new you is breaking forth. In the name of Jesus. You will not remain the same. There shall be measurable and evident progress in your life in the name of Jesus. You will make progress. Good progress. Good progress. Good progress. Evident progress. People will see that the Lord is with you. People will see that the Lord has helped you in the name of Jesus. I speak over you by the Holy Spirit that this year you will not be small. God will multiply you 10 times. He has done it before. He has done it before. Daniel was 10 times better than his colleagues. This year, God will multiply you 10 times. So start calculating, like Pastor Chris did the other day. This year, you will not be a problem. You will not beg. Amen. You will not borrow. Amen. You will solve problems. Amen. You will surmount every mountain and problem. 
and every challenge in the name of Jesus. This year I pray for you that you grow in wisdom and in the knowledge of God and understanding. And you prosper as you seek him in the name of Jesus. This year you will be a sign, a signboard and a wonder. Lift up your hands and say, I receive it. Kalabosha talalabakasa. Kelebosha rabante le kusalama. Kaliande de borobozanta rabaya. Ye kalibashu brananda rabasa. Embro dokoshe kalilamanda la kusa kaliande de baya. Makosa kadadabare koshi kataliande le lebonse. Makalima makosa katataba lebra da kaleba zibrede. Manguda baliba kambala la kushe ketele sekete balia. Brade kushambreke teleku sakabali bazonta. I refuse to be the same. I refuse to be small. I cannot be small. We wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. We wait on you. Lord. We wait on you. We wait, we wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. We wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. I wait on you. That is our desire this year to wait on you. Hallelujah. The songwriter says, Oh, what a. What's something we often forfeit? Feet. Peace we often oh, forfeit. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. All because we do not take it to the Lord. See the peace Rebecca would have forfeited. Those children would have been doing wrestling, tumbling, and tearing her until she went to God. And when God gives you an answer of peace, everything will be peaceful. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer Jesus I thank you for dying for me Jesus come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior I declare right now that I am born again in Jesus name Amen congratulations if you just said that prayer it is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.